Welcome to the Dang Good Show. I'm your host, Christine Dang from beautiful Vancouver of British Columbia in Canada. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode 009. In a world filled with intolerance, anger, and anxiety, I recognize at a young age the value of creating positive connections with others to learn and teach. Learning to make others laugh and smile was a quick way to form a relationship. Your girl is here to talk about anything and everything about creating positive connections with your surroundings and others, but most importantly, with yourself. To share life's adventures, advice, and experiences with a few laughs, I hope each episode will spark a chain reaction to inspire you to live a dang good life. I'd love to hear from you. Was there anything you want to talk about? Shoot me an email at hello at c-dang.com. That's hello at c-dang.com. You can also catch me on Instagram at Christine underscore Dang or my website c-dang.com. <laughs> I think I said that so many times. Um, so what's new? Yo, okay, okay. I got these two new fishes. So I got two new drumroll betta fishes. They're fighting fish. You know, they're really beautiful, very pretty, different colors. Well, one. One of them that I got is Blue, and he's kind of derm, kind of a scaredy cat, and I named him Blue. Then my other beautiful one is a silvery blue-purple. He's like a metallic color, which is so cool. He's unafraid and super intelligent, and uh, my friend named him Gunther. So I loved it, and that is his name. And so <clears throat> when I first got Blue and Gunther, I was thinking a simple bowl. Some foods, you know, some rocks to make it pretty in a little bowl. But as soon as I learned more about them, I... Here's a couple of facts about them. Well, one thing, they're beautiful, and they're originally from southeastern Asia, like Cambodia, Vietnam area, along the Mekong River. They are also known as, as I mentioned earlier, fighting fishes. So these two fishes aren't my first. My dad actually bought them uh, a few for me and my sister in Mask, and he would tell stories to us where he and his friends used to fight these fishes in Saigon back in Vietnam. Um, so anyways, I think the last time I heard about them, and my sister has confirmed this, is that <laughs> her and my dad bought those fishes <laughs> that we had. Um, long story short, we don't have them anymore, obviously. Um, and so back to my original story, these beneficiaries I I read up, they can live up to three to five years. But the more I read, there's these fish forms that also said they can live up to like between eight to ten years. That's quite a long time. So okay, so now we're talking, right? My so my little simple idea with getting two bowls and a couple foods and rocks just to make it pretty has turned into a three gallon tank that features a divider so that way you can keep the two um, better fishes aside and water filter and also a waterfall feature guys i can't believe i went bougie with this but dude um so even though they're fishes they already bought me a lot of joy yeah so i'm excited to watch them grow they're like a little si size right now but they uh, yeah okay so let's get down with this All right, so the good and the bad of stubbornness. This is something I want to talk about. I want to tell you a story first, okay? This is, this, let's, let's start with a story. So there's this girl named Mai, 
and it all started in the 1980s when she was born. And Mai's love, as she grew up and she got a little older, she has this love for crafty explorations. Like she's really good at figuring things out on her own. If she has a machine or a stereo and a screwdriver, she would take them apart, put them back together. Uh, dissecting and investigating objects with the question, why was it made? And what was the function right here for? Mai firmly believed there's a reason for all to exist and she had to find out how, what and why. Sometimes that path leads to destruction of the object. There's like, oh crap, there's no way of me putting this back together and I'll just leave it. Sometimes the path leads to aha moments like, oh my god, that is so cool, I have to tell everybody. But whether that curiosity leads to bad or good experiences, nonetheless, she learned something. Sometimes stubbornness can, could be seen as an act of trying and standing on your ground. Like mine was so stubborn that she didn't give up trying to take things apart and putting it back together. Now, I've mistakenly used stubbornness as a form of determination. Let's clear that, let's clear that up actually. Here's a quote that I found somewhere on the internet. Be determined, not stubborn. Determination is positive, feels light, and will take you far. It's a willingness to change as needed, keeping an open mind. Stubbornness is a heavy feeling, a refusal to budge, a negative closed mind and will hold you back. So now that we clear that up, determination is what we want to aim for stubbornness is not okay so my so the girl my was actually me and the things that i took apart and broke they belonged to my uncle uh, for years i would tell me <laughs> for years i would tell people how i had this uncle who was just so loving even though he scre screams sometimes when he's mad but he he would let me explore, learn, and sometimes teach me how things work. Now, fast forward that 30 years later, I found out my story was a complete lie. I totally imagined the, the loving uncle part. I found out that my uncle was pissed. He, he, kept he kept complaining why I was taking things apart and destroying his work. And <laughs> either I'm destroying everything or I actually do fix it sometimes, but nonetheless, they didn't even belong to him, it was his clients. I guess I was so stubborn to believe I was bad. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> Being stubborn can be a good thing. Being stubborn can be a bad thing. It just depends on how you use it. That quote was by Willie Ames. I've seen and experienced relationships where they fall apart, and grew bitter sometimes too bitter sometimes we can be too stubborn to forget past doings for example if someone ate <laughs> for example i can't think of a better example but okay 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 for example like if someone did you wrong and ate that last piece of fried chicken and you were still pissed about it even after five years or to be too proud that you ate someone else's piece of chicken and you never apologize just to make peace okay jokes aside being too stubborn to forget and too proud to apologize is a recipe for failed relationships and 
missed opportunities for building a more robust and better bond. <clears throat> if you didn't notice yet, today's episode explores the word stubbornness. And if I'm going to be brutally honest with you, I grew up with the most stubbornness of people. I see it in myself and I am constantly learning to be a better version of me today than I was yesterday. The more I am aware of it, I realize that being stubborn is a rage reaction and in most cases comes from fear. Now stubbornness, I can confidently say we have all experienced this in one form or another, whether it's us who are being stubborn or the other. <laughs> An example is like someone randomly giving you advice without asking for it. I'm definitely guilty of this. <clears throat> Back when I was a youngin, when someone's randomly giving me advice, I used to get kind of pissed because it was like, <clears throat> it's, it was almost like a form of lecturing. But as I get older, I became more relaxed. I understood why I got annoyed and or why I was upset. It's because it's due to the lack of confidence and awareness or really understanding. Here's the exciting part. We can change our minds and thoughts by looking at things with a curious mind to learn. This is a positive approach when taking on something challenging and new. I find through experience, I'm a lot happier and I'm definitely a lot more peaceful. Now, have you ever had a conversation with someone who was just beyond, ugh, just so stubborn? The longer the conversation went on, the more they get ramped up on on how right they are and express the refusal for change. Like no matter how much evidence is given to back up all the logical points, they still won't even consider the thought of change or give an inch to acknowledge a point. Now for the very, very stubborn folks, I give it to them though. Their sheer will amazes me, but at the same time, they are so fucking frustrating and exhausting to deal with. Like, hey bud, the world doesn't revolve around you. Okay, so what happens down the road if these stubborn folks keep up their attitude? Well, um, people will make it a point to avoid them. Nobody wants a naysayer and nobody wants bad juju vibes around them. Okay. So with that thought in mind, do you know what I also realized? All adults are just age kids. Dealing with a negative stubborn toddler is like dealing with a negative stubborn adult. At least with kids, teens, and the youngins, anyone who's under 25, it's just a phase in their life. And with the right tools, they can learn their way out versus an older adult who's well over 25, who never did learn the way out. Well, when they do want change, there is a lot of unlearning of habits and learning of new habits through actions and thoughts. It's just gonna take a little bit more time and effort. Now, dare I say, when I was a youngin, I know there was a point in my late teens or early 20s, I thought I knew how to be an adult by watching my parents. Like, I am my own person and I have my own rights. Thank the Lord Buddha, I grew out of that. I, well, at least I think I did. I remember my parents telling me to save money. 
and not be in debt. From telling me I should do it, then turning it, and then turning it into a lecture, I honestly didn't understand what they meant at the time. But now, as an adult with debt, I sure do now. Pieces of advice are precious and will only get through when they see the change in others. Meaning, action speaks louder than words. Although that was great advice to save money and not be in debt, I think what was missing were my parents' lesson about debt. Why save money? What for? And why not be in debt? Why? What's so bad? If I heard of the struggles and the stress and see my parents make the changes in how they dealt with debt, then I think I would have had some sort of understanding. What do you guys think? To make it clear, my past is my past, and I don't wish for anything different. Okay, or I wouldn't be the person I am right now. So. What can we do differently moving forward? As with most Asian parents, they don't talk much, <laughs> especially with their feelings. So obviously, there's not going to be any talk about debt and learning how to deal with it. So in the house I grew up in, no one really spoke nicely to each other. And if someone spoke about how they felt, it's usually about how upset they were and why, and it ends up in some sort of argument. Now I can't help it, and I'm not sure if you feel the same way. But when I see an adult act stubborn for selfish reasons, my it aches my heart. Like it really does ache my heart. I don't think I have any tolerance for it, <laughs> especially when the stubborn person takes pride in getting their way if they achieve something and ends up hurting the people around them. By definition. A stubborn person is determined to do what he or she wants and refuses to do anything else. When they have huge arguments, they are challenging to move, change, or to deal with. By now, we can all agree that stubbornness is a negative addition to a person's character, which affects everyone around them. For example, if you are stubborn most of the time at work, you may hear ideas, but you won't do anything about them. Or have a conversation with someone to hear them, but you don't really listen to them. How do you connect? Well, you you don't. <laughs> If stubbornness is persistent, sooner or later, you will alienate every single person around you without fail. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button right now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support. On Instagram, follow me at Christine underscore Dang, where I share aha moments and a few laughs. And lastly, if you want to find out more information about the show, visit thedanggoodshow.com. Let's get back to the show. Now, here's a little statement from Dr. Ramani. Stubborn people may represent a mishmash of qualities: hard-headedness, stonewalling, coldness, controlling, inflexibility, unwillingness to compromise, and rigidity. Now, it all comes down to the other ingredients the person has. If a stubborn person lacks empathy and/or is entitled, you are going to have a much bigger battle to fight. Here are a few things to be aware of when you are dealing with a negative, stubborn person or kid. Now, one, pause. Just pause. I recommend this when emotions are flaring up in a debate. Take a moment before getting into a battle with a stubborn person. Something that will be hard. 
to accept is that this person will most likely make you upset frustrated and sick and tired taking a moment to breathe will help you decide if there's a discussion that needs to be made or better just to let go number two don't take it too personally again don't take it too personally i know this is a very hard to do with the tender-hearted it was hard for me now here's an advice start trying to look at it with a sense of humor and amazement <laughs> this has helped me through many okay this has helped prevented me from firing up and then go full-blown AWOL don't take it too personally don't take it too personally by looking at this way it kind of makes the situation not as serious and you're able to think on your toes and just kind of feel it out and let it go as well you'll be surprised someone told me this and it was just such a great advice number three give the person plenty of choices now give the person plenty of choices okay so sometimes when we work with a stubborn person we need to give them a sense of freedom and control to become more cooperative for example if you're planning a gathering do you want it outside or inside with the tables and chairs or just chairs do you want me to do it or do you or do you the more quickly they gain the feeling of being a decision maker the sooner they become cooperative is that how you say cooperative i'm saying it right right i'm just okay cooperative <laughs> number four don't give a choice if there is none and remember to empathize if the person needs to do something they need to follow through don't ask questions when there's only one acceptable answer. Direct them in the kindest way possible. In other words, be as kind as you can be. For example, oh, I'm sorry, but we do need this on January 5th latest. Or, I'm sorry, but we need to close these doors. Let them feel as if they've won and be flexible. Take the time to listen to what they say and where they are coming from. In most cases, we don't know what's going on in someone else's life. Putting yourself in their shoes will help you deal with them more compassionately. Number five, timing is everything. Let me repeat that. Timing is everything. Now, if you want to be heard, you need to be you need to make sure that a stubborn person is in the mood to listen. Or else, if you catch a or else if you catch a stubborn person at the wrong time, you'll just be talking to a wall. Number 6, respect. I mean, this is something we should all do with everyone. But sometimes Sometimes when we get a little bit too frustrated, we say things that we don't mean and make matters worse. Our buttons could get pushed too far and boom, a big kerfluffle. Make sure you sit them down and maintain eye contact to get your point across. Be firm and keep your volume steady. A tip I try to improve in is Think of how you will react if someone raised their voice at you. The best way to speak or convince a stubborn person is by being direct and talking to them in a firm but respectful way. Number seven, build trust. 
I mentioned earlier that being stubborn is a rage reaction, and in most cases, it comes from fear. Building trust with any relationship, especially with a stubborn person, will show that you mean no harm, and you and they can trust you when they need you. This is where work needs to be put in and build a better relationship with them. And one more thing, learning how to deal with a stubborn person just teaches you how to deal with them better. One thing to keep in mind is that we cannot change them. No way, no how. They are who they are. You may inspire and lead to some change, but remember, you cannot change their minds, and you can't make them try anything new. You are not responsible for anyone but your. Yourself. Well, there you have it. This is just a little topic that I wanted to point out across about being stubborn, only because I've been dealing with a lot of stubborn situation, and I'm just like, if someone's going through this, I just want to talk to you, <laughs> just so that way you know、uh, you're not alone. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on the Dang Good Show. Make sure you visit my website, thedanggoodshow.com, where you can subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, or Spotify, or wherever it is, just so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you find valuable information on the show, I would greatly appreciate it if you can give me a thumbs up and a good ratings on iTunes or whichever platform you're listening from. But even if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would totally help me out too. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm C Dang. Signing out. I'll catch you next time. And remember to empath, empath, empath. What?